This is Beat the Closing Line. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Beat the Closing Line. I am your host, Nicole Russo, alongside NFL analyst for thelines.com, Eli Hershkovich. As you know, every Thursday, we bring on a special guest to talk about sports betting and how the NFL season is going so far. Today, we are going to be talking to Zach Jackson, who covers the Cleveland Browns for The Athletic and also likes to sports bet occasionally. Zach, thanks for joining us today. How's it going? A uh, long-time listener, first-time caller, so uh, glad to be here. <laughs> we are excited to have you on. Before we get started on today's interview, make sure you like this video, leave a comment, and subscribe to our YouTube channel so you know every time a new video comes up. And if you are listening to us where you get your podcast, make sure to subscribe to the Beat the Closing Line pod. And on Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review for your chance to win an Amazon gift card. Without further ado, Eli, I'll let you take it from here. Yeah, Zach, Nicole mentioned that you cover the Browns and the Browns banged up the Bengals, not only with their injury report, but on the field as well, a drumming on Monday Night Football to close out week eight. And now the Bengals are even more banged up in the secondary for the long term with Awuzie out. Jamar Chase is still out. DJ Reader, their defensive tackle, is banged up. But they're still a touchdown favorite around seven, seven and a half point home favorites against the Panthers in week nine. I believe that game kicks off at at 1 p.m. Eastern, total sitting at 42.5. The Panthers have been trendy dogs here, going back to covering against the Falcons last Sunday with the P.J. Walker miraculous touchdown pass in the final 20 seconds of regulation to D.J. Moore. Falcons win in overtime, but again, Carolina covers that game. Does Cincinnati cover over a touchdown here at home, or are you back in the dog on the road? Yeah, I'm definitely back in the dog. Um, Because it's a short week for me, Eli, I'm a little bit behind, but the Bengals left there all sorts of banged up, right? Um, They're an injured football team, and they're not a well-coached football team. Defensively, they are, but offensively, they're not. Uh, I think the Panthers' defense is better um, than, than a lot of people think. I think it's a little bit better than their overall numbers indicate, and I just think the Bengals clearly miss Chase, right? Their offensive line... Um, just got abused by the Browns, and they have no corners. I mean, they're playing rookies. They're hoping for Eli Apple to get back. That that tells you a lot about the state of the secondary. So I like the Panthers plus a touchdown all day in this one and won't be surprised if the game's in doubt in the last three minutes. And we're going to kind of stick with the Browns wagon here. And obviously this is the team that you cover Eli already touched on this, but they're coming off of that big home win against the Bengals after closing his three-point dogs. Now they're on the bye before taking on the Dolphins in week 10. What do you make of Cleveland's outlook the rest of the way, especially with Watson returning in week 13? And are the Browns a viable threat to make a playoff push? Those odds are currently plus 350 over at DraftKings. Yeah, you know, at plus 350, um, that is a number that that makes them intriguing. And the defense, the way it's played the last two weeks, makes them intriguing, right? Having Nick Chubb and eventually getting Deshaun Watson back makes them intriguing. Now, they've already lost three AFC home games. So uh, they're probably not going to win any tiebreakers, right? They would have to win the division. They're two games out on their bye week. I mean, the question here is, are they just an awful matchup for the Bengals, or have they really found something and about to turn the corner? I think it's probably yes to both. Um, you know, when Miles Garrett is healthy, he can change games. They brought almost every key guy back on this defense, which made some of their early season, you know, just brain farts really extra puzzling. Uh, they run it as well as anyone, and Jacoby Brissett has been better than, than people gave him credit for. It hasn't been the offense that's cost them games, right? So the special team stinks. The defense has been up and down. Um, can they go to Miami and win? They can. They probably need to because after that, it's at Buffalo. 
you know, after that, it's Tampa coming in off their bye week. And Tampa's not a great team, but they're going to need that game, right? So um, the Browns have left themselves really small margin for error. Plus 350, I'd be willing to dabble. Um, and I won't be surprised if the Browns are alive in December uh, because I do feel like the defense is not near as bad as it looked, right? I do feel like they have a chance in Miami. They have a chance against Tampa. It's just as soon as they lost that Jets game in week two, it's week two, right? But it felt like, okay, this is one giveaway. You missed the playoffs by one game, right? And and the, the lack of consistency really in anything but the running game has been alarming. So a lot of season left, talented roster. Um, you know, I don't think they're a real Super Bowl contender, but plus 350 to make the playoffs – Given what's still ahead of them, you know, I, 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 my eyes light up a little bit at that. And for my personal bank account, Zach, I'm hoping that the Dolphins are able to take care of business, cover that game this Sunday against the Bears as five-point road favorites. So we get a better number next week with the Browns taking on the Dolphins, like you mentioned, in Week 10. But we usually don't do a ton of college football on this podcast. Now, I know you like to gamble on college football, so let's head over there. And we're not going to do the typical Georgia-Tennessee talk like everybody's doing. Instead, we're going to start with the the Sun Belt or the Fun Belt on Thursday night here. The Fun Belt with App State taking on Coastal Carolina. App State a three, three and a half point road favorite. And the total is 63 and a half after opening at 59 and a half. Where are you looking for this game? Yeah, I like the over. Um, they call it the fun belt. They're only on ESPN a few times a year, right? And these are two of the flagship teams. So if you look at App State, uh, really good offense, really good program for, for a long time. They have not played a game in the 60s since week one when the, both teams scored 60 against North Carolina, but they've been close. Coastal's an over team. Coastal, I think, is like 46% for the year converting third downs. They're a veteran team. Uh, both teams need this game, and I just think it's going to go fast. So um, I've been wrong once or twice before, but I wouldn't be surprised if this flies over 75 or even 80. Um, so over 64 was an easy circle for me as far as a Thursday night appetizer. Nobody wants to watch the NFL game tonight, right? Get into the fun belt. <laughs> Get into the fun belt. Over to the Big Ten and staying in your state. Ohio State is a 38.5 point Road favorite at one and seven Northwestern. Now keep in mind the Buckeyes are tied with Georgia for the second shortest national championship odds price at around plus 200. This game kicks off at noon Eastern on Saturday. What bet do you like here? Nobody likes to lay 40 points, right? You just walk <laughs> away from that game. But every week on the athletic, my coworkers, they rank all the teams one to one thirty one, right? That's how many FBS teams there are. Northwestern's in the one twenties. They're pathetic. They lost at home to Miami of Ohio. <laughs> Ohio State is good. Do I think they can win the national championship? No. But I know the program. I know C.J. Stroud winning the Heisman means something to them. I know Marvin Harrison is phenomenal. Their twos and threes are better than what Northwestern has. Um, and they just – they don't, it's a sleepy spot, right? It doesn't matter. Ohio State is going to score and score and score. And maybe you have to sweat the back door. But Ohio State's going to get over 50 points in this game. So Northwestern would have to score twice then um, to even have a chance. Ohio State's going to score a lot, and I think they're going to cover this game relatively easily. Yeah, and you mentioned, or Nicole mentioned the national championship odds. You mentioned the Heisman Trophy candidacy for C.J. Stroud and this Buckeyes team is Marvin Harrison. 
son of obviously one of the best receivers of all time. The Buckeyes are are loaded on both sides of the ball. I don't get how Pat Fitzgerald is still the coach Northwestern besides, of course, being an alum there. I don't get how Chris Collins is still the Northwestern basketball coach, but I digress about that pitiful program for football and basketball. Over to the ACC, Zach. Syracuse, which is Dropped two in a row, I believe, after sitting in top 20, top 15 for for much of the early portion of the college football season. And last week, they got blown out by Notre Dame at home. A big matchup for the Irish against Clemson on Saturday. But sticking with Syracuse, they're on the road at Pitt. Keaton Slovis and the Panthers, four-point home favorites, total of 48. What bet stands out there? So I got to be honest, this is the first game I circled, and I circled Pitt because what does Syracuse have left to play for, right? They, they, they put themselves in position. They led Clemson by two touchdowns in the second half. They didn't get it done. The very next week, they played what to me is a very average Notre Dame team. They got dominated. So then I really looked at it, and I said, do I want to lay four with Pitt? Like, if you look at Pitt's resume, they have no quality wins. They've beaten Virginia Tech. They've beaten Rhode Island. They've beaten Western Michigan, who's as bad as Northwestern, right? So I just think both offenses will score in this game. Uh, I don't think Syracuse will totally shut it down, but I think they've just kind of hit the wall. And, um, you know, maybe I'm wrong and maybe I end up shifting to Pitt, but I think this is a game where the winning it's a close game throughout. The winning team gets into the 30s, so over 48. It just seems really low um, for a college total and ideal weather to me. Another college football bet, Kansas State takes on Texas to the surprise of no one. Texas was not back this season, but the Longhorns may be due <laughs> for a bounce back coming off of the bye while the Wildcats are riding high after a 48-0 win against Oklahoma State last weekend. Texas is a two-and-a-half-point road favorite. Total is 54-and-a-half. Which angle are you taking for this one? So I watch a lot of Big 12 because the Big 10 just stinks. It just does. There's Ohio State and there's Michigan, and it's bad. Um, Texas, is, <laughs> it, Texas is pretty good, and they gave that game away. You know, Kansas State is pretty good, too, but is riding, to me, a little too high. Texas is off the bye. Um, I like Texas in the first half of this game. I still don't trust uh, the quarterback with the mullet. I still don't trust that Texas is all the <laughs> way back, right? But I, I think Texas is going to come out and, and really, you know, this is their last chance to salvage anything is they have to win this game. So I like them in the first half, and then maybe typical Texas football takes over in the second half. But Bijan Robinson is going to be a first-round pick. He's the best running back in the country. And I just think they come out rested and with a great game plan. And in K-State, you know, last week walked to that victory, I think a little hangover. And I like Texas to be up a touchdown at half in this game. Hopefully there isn't another bad beat like we saw last week in the Big 12 with West Virginia and TCU. That was... That was disgusting if you had the Mountaineers in the final seconds of that game. I apologize to anybody back in West Virginia last It happened at the end of the first half, too. Their first half was covering, and they gave up a 50-yard touchdown. So, yes, just pain. Very much so pain like (laughs) us betters experience on a normal basis. And hopefully there isn't pain in this uh, next matchup, another Texas duel or a couple teams from Texas. SMU taking on Dana Holgerson's Houston Cougars, the Mustangs, around a three-point favorite at home. Which side are you back in in this American athletic matchup? Yeah, this is not some deep no, deep dive into the numbers. Uh, SMU plays a lot of Thursday and Friday games because they have to. I just don't think they're very good. 
Um, I've watched them three or four times, and I don't think they're very good. Houston was was overrated. You know, they were the trendy pick to win the league to potentially crash the uh, the New Year's Day bid that goes to the non Power Five conferences, and, and they weren't ready for that. But they've played well. They can still win the conference. They only have one conference loss. I just think you're getting plus three on the better team here uh, in a better spot. Houston's an experienced team. You know what's a road game in the AAC, especially in state. I, I don't I don't put too much into that. I think Houston wins the game outright. You're listening to the Lines.com Podcast Network. Looking for the latest player props and the best betting odds from the top U.S. sportsbooks all in one place? Then join us right here every day this season for free picks and best bets from the sports betting experts you can trust. Check out the Lines.com NFL Megapod as Matt Brown, Steven Andrus, and Adam Candy break down every game for this weekend's football slate. Join the Coast to Coast podcast crew Mondays through Fridays as Nate Weitzer and Josh Lander bring you the best player props and game lines for Major League Baseball, the NBA, and the NFL. And tune in to Beat the Closing Line twice a week as Nicole Russo, Mo Nawara, and Eli Hershkovich dive into NFL opening lines, plus special guests from the sports betting world. So subscribe, rate, and review to the Lines Podcast Network, the source you can trust to make you a better sports better. And wrapping this college football conversation up with some action, Zach, especially after the Central Michigan fake field goal on 4th and 15 last night. We have to talk about this conference after the last couple days. Uh, what was your biggest takeaway from what we saw in the MAC in the first interconference matchups of the season and looking ahead to next week, any angles that you're eyeing so far? Yes, yeah, so there's not a great team, and I'm not sure there are many good ones, but that's led to balance, right? And we know that MAC weeknight games are never over, even if a team's down 21, right? Um, we know the total is not decided, even if it's only like on 20 points at half. But Ohio University, my alma mater, with work kid, he is on fire. Um, they can win the East. And really, they struggled at the beginning of last year, but if you go back to about this point last year, they've been playing really well. Um, Toledo has a long history of not covering numbers, of, of having the most talented team um, with multiple draft picks, and they don't get the job done. Uh, the West, which for many years now has been stronger than the East, is kind of a mess as well. So uh, it's probably too late to jump on Mac Futures. I don't know you know, if you could still do that anywhere, right? But but Ohio, the Ohio Bobcats are rolling with, with Curtis Rourke. And they're in the driver's seat, and I think it's going to be them in Toledo and Detroit uh, on that first weekend of December. And finally, let's wrap it up with a little bit of legalization because your state is about to get legalized sports betting just around the corner. And you were kind of touching on your experience thus far with, you know, a 55 minute drive to bet previously. So just talk about, you know, living in Ohio, how you're excited about it and and how this is going to change your experience and probably a lot of other sports betting sports betters experiences out there. Yeah, so I think there's six states that touch Ohio, and Kentucky's the only one that hasn't had legalized sports betting for a long, long time. Um, football betting is huge in Ohio. It's part of the culture. It is a football state. You know, People will say it's the football state. It's the birthplace of football. Um, for example, I'm going tomorrow night to watch one of my friend's kids play in a state playoff game. Like, there's three places I can get a line on that game, but I can't legally place a bet on the Ohio State game at noon on Saturday, right? Like it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's ridiculous and it's overdue. So they finally got their act together. It's coming January 1st. And you know, as it's gone, right, all the teams, uh, all the arenas and stadiums are going to have their own sports books. I think it's going to be mostly legal. And then they've handed out hundreds of licenses for kiosks at, at bars and bowling alleys and places like that. So it's way overdue. It's going to be big business. Um, 
how much it cuts into the not legal gambling or whatever actually changes, you know, I don't know. Having traveling for my job and having been other places, like if you go to like I'm not that into baseball, but if I go to a baseball game in another state, I can bet ten dollars on somebody that a home run. I'm energized. I'm in. Right? They got me on the app, and so it's going to be a big deal here. Um, it is way overdue, like I mentioned. And the interesting thing is, you know, how many people go legal where you have to put the money up front or stick with their neighborhood guy in the barbershop or wherever that may be. So um, that's something we're tracking here, you know, uh, and, and we'll see what happens. But certainly as soon as it goes on January 1, um, it's going to be big business in a lot of places. Awesome. And as always, we're covering the legalized Ohio sports betting market on the lines.com. So once it goes live, make sure to head over there. And Zach, thanks again for joining us today. It was awesome talking with you and for everyone that listens to the pod. Good luck with your bets this weekend. And Eli and I will be back on Tuesday. See you next time.